Welcome to Sound Prince Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prince is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prince for July 12, 2020. The 59th Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind is now history, and oh, what a fantastic convention it was! Exciting, inclusive, incredible, and addicting. It was literally jam-packed with round-the-clock tours and exhibits, programs, social events, and yes, even shopping. This convention, which could not have happened in person because of the coronavirus, took place literally over our telephones and through the power of ACB radio. It brought thousands of people together, not just throughout the United States, but literally from all over the world. Adam Rushville has created some montages in an attempt to share a few significant aspects of the convention and of the American Council of the Blind itself. First, on page two, you'll hear parts of the opening general session, which took place on Sunday evening, July 5. Included are parts of the opening ceremonies, ACB President Dan Spoon's report, the life member presentations, and the roll call. And then on page 3 is the opening of the ACB Board of Directors meeting on Friday, July 3. The roll call lets you hear the voices of the board members as they indicate their presence from across the nation. And the agenda, which demonstrates the scope of the American Council of the Blind and its work. Then, on page 4, drop in on some fun at the ACB Family's virtual campfire with stories read by talking book narrator Jack Fox. Jack also takes questions from the audience. Podcasts of much of the convention are available at www.acbradio.org slash acb-convention. Go forth and listen. Page 2. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the ACB 59th Annual Conference and Convention. And I would like to now call the 59th Annual ACB Conference and Convention to order. Welcome, everybody. And now I would like to present from Rochester, New York, the Buffalo Soldiers with a presentation of our colors followed by the pledge and the star star spangled banner for some of for last year you will recognize this because it's video from last year's convention but we think is very poignant to the times and we'd like now like to present the buffalo soldiers from rochester new york next we will have the presentation of colors will you please rise It's my pleasure to introduce to you and to tell you a little bit about them. The Buffalo Soldiers, VFW Post 9251 with Commander Bing C. Reeves, Sr., Rochester, New York. The Buffalo Soldiers were originally members of the 10th Cavalry um, Regiment of the United States Army, formed in September of 1866. 
This nickname was given to them as a black cavalry by Native American tribes who fought in the Indian Wars. I present to you the Buffalo Soldiers and to describe them and their costumes, or their uniforms, I should say, more correctly, will be Joe Lynn Bailey Page. Thanks, Kim. Five soldiers with the United States flag and the flag of New York proceed up the right aisle. Their uniforms are the dark blue cavalry regiment uniforms, Union soldiers, trimmed in gold with yellow flared gloves. The soldiers are turning to march in front of the stage. Each soldier wears a yellow kerchief tied at the front in knee-high boots, black leather boots, white suspenders. Flags are placed in the posts. Colors. Please remain standing. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the saluted, arms are lowered. Please remain standing as the color guard exits the room. Thank you to the Buffalo Soldiers. Thank you so much for your service. 
Thank you so much to the Buffalo Soldiers from Rochester, New York. And I want to give a special thank you to Jason Castanguay for his wonderful rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. In, in addition, uh, I want to thank JoLynn Bailey Page for her wonderful narration of audio descriptions. Now I would like to introduce Reverend Michael Garrett from Missouri City, Texas former board member and current chair of the ACBES Enterprise Services for our invocation. Michael. Thank you, Dan. Greetings, ACB family and friends. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Eternal God, we humble ourselves before you because we acknowledge your greatness and your goodness. We humble ourselves before you because you've been good to us. As we look back over 59 years of service to the blindness community, we thank you for all of the ups and the downs, the good things and the hard things that we've accomplished, all of the advocacy all of the service, and all of the peoples whose lives we've touched. We thank you. And though we're not able to meet in person this year, we thank you for the leadership of this organization, the staff, the volunteers, who have endeavored to put on a virtual conference so that the information that we can Glean will continue to help our lives. We've come together with a single-minded purpose, and that is to help improve the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired throughout this country, and yes, even throughout the world. So as we gather together this week in our virtual meetings, we'll share more information We'll renew old acquaintances via Zoom, and we'll even meet some new people. But we ask that you would let your presence stay among us, strengthen us, guide us, keep us, that we will continue to serve this community and this nation. We ask for your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Next, we will hear a wonderful welcome for this year's convention from Janet Dickelman, our convention chair from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Good evening, everyone. Wow. All I can say is this is amazing. In March, we began discussing the need to hold our convention virtually rather than in person. We had already, we had much of our infrastructure set up for an in-person convention. But thanks to each and every one of you who are listening right now, we were able to make the transition from in-person to virtual convention in just under four months. I have to say that again. Four months we did it. Our 2020 convention theme is ACB, A Path to the Future. And that is truly what we are on. I'm thrilled to welcome 
longtime convention attendees, and even more excited to welcome those of you who are joining us for the first time. Hello to all of you, and please spend the rest of the week with us walking down the path to the ACB path to the future. Thank you, Dan, and I'll do all my thank yous for everyone on my convention report on Wednesday. Thank you, Janet. And I have to just take one moment to say Janet Dickelman is an angel. She has worked so hard for these last three months and even way beyond that to put together with her convention committee uh, this wonderful experience that we're going to have this week. So thank you, Janet. Thank you to your committee. And thanks to all those other countless volunteers, our ACB radio team, our ACB staff, and the hundreds and hundreds of volunteers who have made this convention uh, a reality. Thank you so, so much. Next, um, hopefully uh, we're, we're in a position where we can hear from our next uh, life member. Uh, this is a wonderful individual. I think of her as an ACB living angel. Uh, she does so much to help our organization. And she hails from the wonderful state of Kentucky and was sponsored by Adam and Carla Rushevel. So I want to, to say hello to the First Lady of Lexington, Paula Weiss. But we think so highly of you, Paula, and all that you do from helping out with auctions to registration. Uh, I had the opportunity at, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky at their leadership conference just a few years ago to have an amazing uh, conversation with Paula and hear her story and how, uh, how much the American Council of Blind means to her. Paula has joined the meeting, so Paula, welcome. We're happy to hear from you. I'm sorry for the confusion, but congratulations on becoming a life member. We're so excited for you. Congratulations. Hopefully, you can compose yourself and say a few words. It's quite a surprise. <laughs> well, thank you for that really nice introduction, Dan, and, and yes, I was surprised, and I'm just so honored and and humbled to be a part of this organization. Um, what an incredible organization and an amazing group of people I've worked with for like the past 11 years. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows, but I am fully sighted. My husband was blind. And so uh, when I began to get involved with the American Council for the Blind, I had a friend who said to me, uh, you know, once you go blind, you won't go back. <laughs> and that that was so true. I have just, you know, enjoyed being so involved with uh, the organization and working with everyone and meeting everybody at the convention. So I am just so honored uh, to have this great um, award. Thank you so much to Carla and Adam for um, giving that to me. Oh, and thank you, Paula. And thank you for all that you do. And you know, our convention is just getting started. I know we're going to hear and see your name all over the place as the uh, week goes along. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Dan. Good night. All right. Good night. Uh, I want to thank all of our lifetime members. And it's time to move on to the next portion of our evening, which is the introduction of our ACB Angels Tributes.
Uh, this is a program that's near and dear to my heart. Um, the ACB Angels are a wonderful yeah. way to honor those who have meant so much to our community. And this year, we're recognizing the father of ACB, Durwood K. McDaniel. We probably should have recognized this gentleman a long time ago, but I'm very proud that we have Derwood K. McDaniel as an angel this year. Hello, everyone. I'm Kenneth Simeon Sr. of Beaumont, Texas, and I serve as chair of the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund Committee. I'd like to share an experience that I had in 2007 at an ACB of Texas conference and convention. My sister joined me there, and we attended the annual auction. She was sure that she would purchase some type of technology for me in order for me to advance living independently. All of a sudden, she hears sold, and she thought she bought some technology. When it was delivered to her, we found out that it was the People of Vision story of ACB an audio book on cassette. There was laughter at the table. However, I further began to listen to people of vision and became enlightened and more educated about the ACB history or the history of ACB. I learned about Derrick K. McDaniel and his quest to begin ACB and forge ahead with other supporting members to create an organization that would be inclusive of all blind and visually impaired Americans. And I appreciate his passion, his dedication, and his tenacity. Next, it's time for our 2020 ACB roll call. This roll call would normally be introduced by our ACB secretary, Denise Colley. I know many of you have heard, but unfortunately, Denise's longtime husband of 39 years, Burl Colley, just passed away last Sunday. So Denise does not have the opportunity to be with us this evening, but she's, she actually had a chance on Sunday to participate in the scholarship reception, and, excuse me, on Saturday in the scholarship reception, and she sounded good, and she gives everybody her best. And she says she'll be back with us on Wednesday uh, for her general session presentation as the officer of the day. Burl, we'll miss you. Denise, we look forward to hearing from you on Wednesday. And I have the honor today to welcome everybody to the 2020 ACB Roll Call. You will hear from all 68 state affiliate and special interest affiliates. Enjoy the roll call. Go ACB. Hello, this is John McCann, president of the Arizona Council of the Blind, home of the Grand Canyon, the Valley of the Sun, and the wonderful city of Tucson nestled beneath the Santa Catalina Mountains. I know we'll be conducting our convention virtually this year, but rest assured that the Arizona Council of the Blind is looking forward to having you meet in person one year hence. 
in Phoenix in 2021. Hi, I'm Deb Trevino. I'm president of the First State Delaware Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired. We are excited to be part of this virtual convention and doing something different this year. We are known as the first state, as I mentioned. We are also the state with the peach blossom as our flower. We'd like to hope that you all have a wonderful convention and may you be blessed. Hello, Madam Secretary and ACB. I am Art Cabanilla, president of the Hawaii Association of the Blind. Fun fact, we are often known as the Aloha State. Some say we are the melting pot of the Pacific. So if ever you want to come to Hawaii, please do. Hawaii would also like at this time to donate $2,000 to the ACB General Fund, $2,000 to the ACB Radio, $500 to the ACB Forum, and $500 to the ACB students. Good evening. My name is Debbie Detheridge, President of Kentucky Council of the Blind, home of Abraham Lincoln, also home to the Kentucky Derby. We anticipate 75 to 100 members registering for this convention. We are proud to support the walk with the Kentucky Eracers, the Braille Forum, and the auction. We look forward to the first ever virtual convention. Hi, this is Judy Potter, Bluegrass Council of the Blind, Lexington, Kentucky. One, two... Give a shout out to everybody. This is going to be a, a great experience. I know it's a, a virtual convention. Go Wildcats. This is Carla Rushable, president of ACB Families. While we're disappointed that we can't be in Schaumburg this year, we're really excited to be part of this first ever ACB virtual conference and convention. ACB Families is a growing, active, welcoming ACB special interest affiliate. We're hosting five events during this virtual convention, and everyone who registers for ACB Families is going to be eligible to win some fabulous door prizes. Families meets by conference call on the first Sunday, a support group, and the third Sunday, a business meeting of each month. Come be part of the action and get in on the fun. Find out more about us by emailing all ACB families at gmail.com. Hi out there, ACB. This is Amanda Sound, president of ACB Next Generation. We are so excited and we are so thrilled to be a part of the ACB family as we became an affiliate on 2-20-2020. How cool is that? As the ACB voted us in as an affiliate at the D.C. leadership meetings, we love you all, and we encourage everyone to be a part of our affiliate. Whether you are 40 and under or you are young at heart, we welcome you to be a part of our affiliate. And we love everyone, and we just hope you all have an excellent convention and stay safe and healthy during this pandemic. Wow, that was absolutely sensational. A roll call of all 68 of our affiliates. It's so glad to hear everybody's voice. It brought a smile to my face. Again, I want to thank everybody for being here for this first ever virtual convention, A Pathway to the Future. I have to give a special shout out to my parents, Pat and Bill Spoon, 
young at 88 who are listening on ACB radio tonight. Hopefully they're still awake. And also to my lovely wife, Leslie, and my sister, Kathy, who both helped a lot with the presentations this evening. I also have to give a special shout out to Rick Morin, to Tony Stevens, to Jeff Bishop, Debbie Hazleton, Jason Castanway, and Deb Cook-Lewis, and all the ACB radio folks. Katie Frederick, Carla Rushable, everybody, Janet Dickelman, what an outstanding job. Thank you all. We had a little glitch here and there, but we're ACB. We meet the challenge. We have tenacity. We have initiative, and we get the job done. Thank you all so much. And this 59th ACB annual conference and convention stands in recess till tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Thank you, and have a great night. Page three. All right, I'm going to ask everybody, you don't have, if you're going to use any electronic devices, those type of things, please mute yourself. And then you'll have, you, you have complete control to mute and unmute yourself. So you guys are, uh, are experts. You know the commands. And Good we'll- luck, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to the pre-convention ACB Board of Directors meeting. Uh, July 3rd, 2020. Uh, First, uh, we're going to start with the call to order. A little different for the call to order today, and that is I have to, hopefully everybody is aware of this, but for those who may not be, uh, unfortunately, we lost a dear colleague of ours, a board member of ACB uh, for many years, for two terms, and uh, the husband of our ACB secretary, Burl, Burl Colley, passed away on Monday. Uh, and so Denise will not be with us today. Uh, she is actually kind of spending some time uh, at her sister's, and she sends her um, you know, apologies for not being here, but no apologies are necessary. So Ray is going to be our fill-in substitute (laughs) secretary for today, resuming his old duties. Uh, Denise uh, right now has every intention to uh, participate in the convention to the best of her ability. And right now she's planning on presiding over the Wednesday general session. So we'll, uh, we're, we're staying in touch and, and uh, you know, I'll let you know if there's any further updates, but uh, boy, our condolences go out to Burl. I, I joined the, Burl, the the board in 2012 with Burl Colley and him and Michael Garrett kind of took Sarah and I <laughs> kind of, <laughs> woof. Through our paces. So, Burl, you're in a better place, and we love you, big guy. All right. Roll call. So, roll call is item number two, and I'm going to introduce uh, Ray Campbell, second vice president, substituting for Denise Colley for roll call and introduction of guests. Okay. Dan Spoon. Here. Mark Reichert. Hello. Ray Campbell. Here. Uh, Denise Colley is excused. Uh, David Trot here. Uh, Kim Charlson here. Jeff Bishop here. Uh, Donna Brown here. Um, let's see who's next. Uh, Sarah Conrad here. Uh, Dan Dillon here. Katie Frederick. I'm here. All right. Uh, Jim Crott. I'm here. 
Um, let's see. Doug Powell? Here. Uh, Pat Sheehan? Here. Michael Talley? Here. And Jeff Tom? Here. Did, did I miss anybody from the board? I don't think so. Okay, hearing none. Deb Cook Lewis from Board of Publications? Here. All right. Let's see. For staff, uh, Eric Bridges? Here. All right. Clark Rockfall? Here. Claire Stanley? Here. Kelly Gask? Here. Sharon Lovering? Here. Cindy Hollis? Here. Nancy Becker? Here. Is there anybody else? Oh, Tony Stevens, excuse me? Here. Okay, is there any other staff that we're expecting today? Mr. We have President. one guest. Uh, we have yeah. several other. We have a, a contractor and a guest with us. Is, is okay. So our contractor, Janet, Janet and Debbie. Yeah. Okay. Debbie Hazelton. Uh, Debbie Hazelton. Yes. Okay. And uh, Janet uh, Dickelman. And I'm here. Yes. Janet. Janet's not a guest. She's like a perennial <laughs> fixture on this board. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to think of her as a as as a, not a board member or staff person, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Okay. Right. How are okay? That's that completes roll call, sir. And how are Thank we going to handle guests? Uh, well, we really uh, would just welcome everybody uh, listening on ACB radio or through their Zoom invitation. So, welcome everybody to the uh, ACB Board of Directors meeting. And did you acknowledge JoLynn as a contractor? She's here. Oh yeah, JoLynn is uh, JoLynn. JoLynn is uh, off mic as uh, as a contractor, our grant writer, and also assisting. Of course, of course, Rick Moore. Rick, Rick Moore is helping us out too. So with the Zoom, yeah. So yep. thank you, Rick and JoLynn, for all your preparation, getting ready for this meeting today. Thank you so much. All right, uh, three is review and approval of the agenda. So one was called order. Two was roll call. Uh, again. Ray Campbell substituting for Denise Colley. Uh, three is a review and approval of the agenda by Dan Spoon. Uh, four is review and approval of the April 23rd telephonic uh, ACB Board of Director meeting minutes. Again, Ray substituting for Denise. Five is our mission moment from Eric and Dan. Uh, we're going to hear uh, uh, from our ACB radio team, our committee, uh, uh, our, excuse me, our convention committee, our ACB staff, and our countless volunteers. Just a huge virtual hug, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, six, uh, we moved uh, Janet and Deb Cook-Lewis up today so they could move on with their convention duties. So six is Janet Dickelman, uh, who's going to give us a convention report, our convention chair. Seven is our Board of Publications report with Deb Cook-Lewis, BOP chair. Eight is our consent agenda. And I'm going to ask to add a G to this because I, uh, in error, forgot to include the development report. So A is our financial reports uh, from Nancy Marks Becker. B is our advocacy report highlights from Clark Rackville, I'm sure with some assistance from Claire Stanley. Uh, C is our, um, uh, excuse me, Braille Forum uh, report. Uh, and Sharon likes to call it in a nutshell from Sharon Levering. Uh, D is our, um, Excuse me, I got B and I got B and C reversed. Sorry about that. 
And then D is our website and social media report from Kelly Gass. Uh, E is our membership services report from Cindy Hollis. And for some of you who are worried that maybe did we change, uh, (laughs) did did we change membership services coordinators? Not at all. Cindy has just taken back her maiden name. So she is now Cindy Hollis, not Cindy Van Winkle. And we give her a big hip hip hooray for that. And then F is our ADP uh, 2019 annual report from Joel Snyder, our ADP, um, ADP program director. And G is our resource development report from Tony Stevens, our development director. So that's number eight, which is our consent agenda. On this particular item, we will just kind of, uh, you know, approve the reports that were submitted, and then we'll have a chance later on in the agenda to ask questions of folks who submitted their reports. Nine is the president's report. Uh, A, we're going to talk about our EOS uh, methodology training, our leadership training that uh, the core leadership team has been undertaking uh, over the last uh, few months and update people on that. B is some conversation on our statement of solidarity. C is a conversation about our fall board meeting in Phoenix, uh, what we want to do with that, physical versus virtual, and how we, we go about handling that. And then D is putting together an ad hoc committee uh, to discuss uh, how to improve the resolutions process. This was a resolutions that was passed last year uh, and referred to the board uh, to work on the resolutions process. So, We have asked uh, Ray Campbell, our second vice president, to chair that committee, and we're going to be announcing the formation of that. Uh, Well, we'll talk about that when we talk about that item, but just so that's D. Uh, Then we go on to the uh, staff reports. So under the staff reports, we have A, which is Eric Bridges, executive director. He's going to give us an update on the replatforming of our ACB uh, server environment. Uh, Two is he's going to talk about the build-out of the Alexandria office. Three, he's going to uh, talk about, give us an update on our ACB advisory board. And then four, I always put this in here because Eric has lots of good information, other reports from our executive director that have maybe come up since we did the agenda. And then B is an update from on advocacy from Clark Rackful, and we're adding in here, uh, Claire Stanley, because he she's going to support Clark. Uh, you know, Clark is our advocacy uh, director, and uh, Claire is our advocacy specialist. So they'll give us a report on these items. Uh, one is accessible vote by mail. Uh, two is an exciting project uh, partnership with Procter and Gamble uh, that we want to update everybody on. And three is really Clark is going to kind of review our 2020 resolutions process since we're not having an official uh, annual business meeting this year. We still have the opportunity to present and approve resolutions and Clark's going to walk us through that process. And then we're going to add an item four here, which is other advocacy updates and Claire is going to uh, share some other advocacy information with us. And then C is our website and um, social media report from Kelly Gass. Uh, 
Uh, D is our resource development uh, report, just the highlights from Tony Stevens. E is membership services from Cindy Hollis, and she's going to talk to us about the community chats that have just done so amazingly. Uh, that's number one. Two, the posse, and then three other membership up updates from Cindy. Again, Cindy's got a lot to share. And then F is reports from our CFO, uh, Nancy Marks Becker. She's going to talk to us about, number one, the move of the Minnesota office to Suite 155. So she's picking everything up, the her and the team, and going across the parking lot, and she'll share that with us. Uh, two is the 2019 ACB audit, the results of the audit. Three is our investment portfolio. So kind of give us an update on where our investments are standing with, uh, you know, the market and how it's moved up and down. Four is to talk a little bit about the payroll protection program, the PPP loan program through the federal government and how ACB is standing with that loan program. Five is an update on our thrift stores. Uh, Nancy is going to give us the update today. Michael will be giving a more in-depth report uh, in the general session on Thursday. So we'll be looking forward to Michael's remarks on, on Thursday. But Nancy is going to give us a brief update on the thrift stores today. And somewhere in there, guys, before we get this far, we will probably break for lunch. So we're going to take a half hour for lunch at the appropriate time. So don't don't worry that you will get an opportunity to eat. And then 11 is our 2020 financial narrative from David Trott, our ACB treasurer. 12 is a request for a distribution from our NELDS fund. Uh, Request is going from Jeff Tom, our advocacy services chair, and we will also probably hear some comments from Jeff, uh, from Jim Crott. And this is a request from the Florida Council of the Blind for a distribution from the Nels Fund. Thirteen is ACB Radio report that will be from Debbie Hazelton, our ACB Radio Managing Director, and Jeff Bishop, our ACB Radio Steering Committee Chair. 14 is a report from the Resource Development Committee, Dan Dillon, RDC Chair. 15 are other committee reports as needed, and I already had one submitted from Carla Russell, so don't let me forget it. She'll, she'll be upset if I forget it, so that's 115. And then 16 is adjourned. So that's our agenda for today. Do I have any other additions or corrections? If not, I'd like a motion to approve the agenda as read. I would move to accept the agenda. Second. Thank you, second. Doug Powell. Second. And, I got, and the first one I heard second was Kim, so I'll give it to okay. her. Okay, Kim Charlson with the second. Uh, any, any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? All right. We have an agenda. Thank you all very much. Page four. Is it? It's right about six o'clock, and so we will go on and begin our session, um, our virtual camp campfire story time. I'd like to take the opportunity to welcome everyone to this session. The, uh, the the campfire is built, and it's in July, but just imagine that it's a cool night. So um, we're we're at our virtual campfire. And CB Families is ready for you to uh, have your virtual hot dog and your 
s'mores, and we're just going to have a good time. With us tonight is Jack Fox, and and most of us know him as a talking book narrator here in Louisville. He's participated in events several times. And we're going to begin first with Nat giving our continuing ed code, and then we'll be ready to talk a little more uh, about um, our guest and begin our story time. So, Nat, what's our code? Awesome. Okay. So just a reminder, these codes are for people who signed up for continuing education credits. All right. Our code is. Okay. Thank you, Nat. Um, we're going to have some stories and uh, in between some of the sections of stories, you'll be able to ask some questions and then there will be some time at the end where you can ask questions. Uh, maybe we can get Jack to talk to us a little bit about the work he's done as a talking book narrator. But Jack is also the voice you hear at the airport that's telling you to keep up with your luggage <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and be sure and move your car and all those things at the airport. So you're going to definitely recognize his voice. Jack, we so appreciate you being with us tonight on the, our ACB family's virtual campfire. And so we're going to turn it over to you to begin our story time. Thank you, Carla. <clears throat> Always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I've had, had a mouthful of s'mores here. Excuse me just a second. <laughs> and it feels like the campfire is roaring here in Kentucky. We're having some hot weather, so uh, this campfire is just adding to it a little bit. Uh, speaking of the airport, I, I might uh, might mention if we have any Connecticut people on our broadcast tonight, I just did a an announcement for some airport in Connecticut yesterday, so I'll be joining you there soon, I guess. So it's good. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I've selected some stories here. Some of them you have heard before. Uh, some are hopefully not too scary. Uh, some are a little uh, a twist to them, but uh, we'll have some fun with them. So I'll just start. I'll read the first one, and we'll take a short pause, see if you have any comments, and we'll go through some other stories, okay? This one is called The Unheated Warning. A young lady was driving home after a long vacation. Sometime after midnight, a very heavy storm begins, and she notices she's almost out of gas. She sees a sign for a gas station and convenience store, so she pulls off the interstate to fill her tank. The place is obviously open, but deserted, run down, and old. She almost drives on, but convinced she might run out of gas, decides to stop and just get gas. As she pulls in, a tall man with a badly scarred face comes running through the rain. He pumps her gas. The girl rolls her window down just enough to hand him her credit card. He grabs it and runs back inside. The scarred man comes back, tells her she'll have to come inside because her card was denied, and hurries back inside without allowing her to respond. Well, she really doesn't want to go inside and considers driving off without paying. However, she decides to go in very quickly, take care of the bill, and leave as soon as possible. When she gets inside, the man grabs her arm and tries to talk to her. His voice is rough and difficult to understand. She thinks he may have had his voice damaged in whatever accident scarred his face. The man gets increasingly excited, and the young girl becomes more frantic. She finally wrests herself from his grip and runs back to the car. She leaves the station as quickly as possible. She sees the old man through her back window yelling and gesturing her to come back. But she keeps driving. She's on the road, so she turns on the radio to help her relax and see something move behind her. She looks in the rearview mirror. 
Just as a man appears in the back seat holding an axe, that's the last thing she sees in this life. The scarred man at the gas station had been trying to warn her. So remember to heed warnings from people, even when it doesn't seem like it's the right thing. Okay with that one? Okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> little surprise, little surprise. Yes. All right. How are we doing Did so any, far? Any, any comments or questions? Comments. What's any, that? Anybody? Anybody wants to raise? Want to raise their hand? Anybody have a comment about the stories? The two so far. All right. So, wow, you tell amazing <laughs> stories. Thank you. Um, <laughs> if you would like to raise your hand, if you are using a PC, it is Alt Y. If you are using a Mac, it's options Y. If you called in on the phone, it's star nine. And if you're using the app, it's the giant raise hand button. And we do have some raise hands. So give me one moment and I will okay. get to them. All right. And, and make your questions quick so that we get all to all of Jack's stories. We Jean, started you out, be able to unmute. She really did. Hi, this is Jean. Um, I love these stories that kind of remind me of Twilight Zone. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and um, I went to camp up in Vermont, and I can remember we used to climb Mount Mansfield, and then we would camp down at the bottom and sit around at night and have a fire and, and tell these kind of stories. So this really brings back memories. <laughs> good, good. Very good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, ready for another one here? Let's, let's go. Let's have another okay. story, and then we'll take another hand. Okay. I'm going to grab a drink of coffee. Excuse me just a second. All right. Would you like to read another question? Do we have another hand? Yes. Uh, Fran, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Hi, um, Carla and um, everybody. I just wanted to say that this convention has been really awesome, but there's nothing better than camp stories. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this all week. This is the highlight of the week. Thank you so much for every book you've read and every announcement you've made and everywhere. Thank you for being so generous and kind and giving us your time. We oh, love thank you. And thank you for asking questions. Gave me a chance to grab another bite of hot dog here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Need a little more mustard on it, though. This is called the Good Samaritan. Then we'll shift gears a little bit. Too many graham crumbs there. Good stuff. <laughs> That's right. This is called the Good Samaritan. One day in Southampton, New York, a woman pulled into a gas station. As the attendant pumped gas, the woman told him she was in a hurry to pick up her daughter, who had just finished an art class in East Hampton. A well-dressed man walked over and started talking to her. He explained that his rental car had died, and he needed a ride to East Hampton for an appointment. She said she'd be happy to give him a ride. He put his briefcase in the back seat and then said he was going quickly to visit the men's room. Well, the woman looked at her watch and suddenly panicked. She drove off quickly, having forgotten that the man was coming back to the car for a ride. She thought nothing of him again until she and her daughter pulled into their driveway. The woman saw his briefcase and realized she had forgotten him. She opened the briefcase, looking for some form of identification so that she could notify him about his belongings. Inside, she found nothing but a knife and a roll of duct tape. So be careful when you're a good Samaritan. <laughs> oh, man. You never know. You never know. <laughs> All right. All right. 
Candice, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Thank you, Carla and Jack, for such a wonderful presentation. Jack, my name is Candice. I'm from Colorado Springs, and these stories are just great. Um, are, how long have you been storytelling? Well, I've been reading at the printing house since 1978, but you're from Colorado Springs. Have you, are you, did you grow up there? I'm so sorry I muted her. Oh, okay. Uh, the reason I asked, uh, I worked in Denver radio before I came to uh, Louisville to work at a radio station here. I was at KOA Radio in Denver, and the Springs was one of our very favorite areas to take our tourists' families to go down and visit uh, all, the, all the attractions down there. Okay, let's have another story. All right, here's one. I've got a couple more here. Here's one uh, that has an interesting little twist to it. It's called a porker in the family. I was a young veterinary student. I'd been asked to make the rounds of the local farms one week in the absence of my boss, Dr. Johnson. Most of the week was uneventful. The usual horse vaccinations, sprained dog paws, sick cows. However, when I got to the McPherson farm, I saw something extraordinary. While I was talking to Farmer McPherson, a pig came ambling around the corner of the barn. What was extraordinary about it was that the pig had three artificial legs. I asked Farmer McPherson about this curious animal. Why would anyone give a pig even one artificial leg, much less three? Well, he drawled, that there ain't no ordinary pig, let me tell you. One day I was out bailing some hay, and I hopped off in the tractor to check the tire, which was kind of wobbly. Wouldn't you know it? The tractor started a roll of its own account and trapped me right there under the wheel. Just then old Pinky, the pig that is, wandered by and saw what had happened and skedaddled back to the house and fastened his teeth on my wife's dress. Wouldn't let go till he dragged her out to where I was laying. Then she got the tractor off me. That's one smart pig. Better than Lassie, I'd say. I was quite impressed. I knew pigs were pretty intelligent, but I had never heard of a pig doing anything like that. That's amazing, I said. But that still doesn't explain the artificial limbs. Well, let me tell you about another time, McPherson said. My son was down at the swimming hole yonder a couple of summers ago. He hit his head on a big log out in the middle of the water. He was about to go down for the third time when old Pinky jumped into the water, swam out to him, grabbed him by the shorts with the teeth, and drug him coughing and spluttering up onto the shore. Saved my son's life, that pig did. Incredible, I exclaimed. Most pigs can't even swim. But the artificial legs? Well, last year, the old farmhouse burned down. The farmer continued, Black as not, we all would have been centers, but for that little porker. We was all asleep when the fire started, but old Pinky ran squealing around the house till we all woke up and went and dragged my youngest girl from her bedroom just seconds before the roof collapsed. That is one special pig, I admitted. But please, tell me, why does Pinky have three artificial legs? Well, said Farmer McPherson, a pig like that's just too good to eat all at once. <laughs> there you go. Told you I have a little twist to them. Area code 970, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. There you go. You're unmuted. 
Hi, uh, this is Catherine Johnson from Fort Collins, Colorado, and I've lived in Colorado since I was five, and so I recognized your voice uh, from KLA, and thank you so much for, for reading today. Um, I don't have really any questions, but I do... Um, wanted to say that I went to two church camps down at uh, La Foray near Colorado Springs, and this brings up fond memories of my years being a camper from um, third grade on through uh, high school. Thank you. Wow, wow. Well, I will I'll tell you, when I was at KOA, I was Jack Frost on the radio there, and uh, that led to a story. One morning, I had a call from a lady who said, you have to help me out. And I said, why? Because we'd had frost that morning and on, on, the, on the window panes. And she said, my uh, four-year-old said, what's that? And she said, well, a little man named Jack Frost comes around at night and puts that on the windows. And he said, I just heard him on the radio. Why is he working on the radio? And my youngest <laughs> daughter had just been born, and she thought quickly and said, well, he has a new mouth to feed, so he had to take on a second job. So uh, I was I was Jack Frost in a couple of wore a couple of hats in Colorado. So. <laughs> All right, thank you, Catherine. Melissa, you should be able to unmute and go ahead with your question. Hi there. Um, so first, I have a question and a comment. So I, first, I'm going to start with my comment. So. I don't actually live in the United States. I live in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, and I'm especially really enjoying your stories because it's late at night here. It's about <laughs> it's about two forty a.m. over here, so your your stories are that much more creepier because it's good, at night. good, good. And uh, my question is, where do you find, like, the stories you just read, did you find them online or were the users submitted? or cause they're really I did. I, I found them online. I just Googled campfire stories for kids, and there were several choices there. And I picked, uh, I just picked some that I thought would fit. They were all online. I, I was going to look for some books at the printing house, but they didn't, didn't really have any there. And then again, I looked at a lot of classics, Edgar Allan Poe and some things like that. But they were, I just felt they might be a little bit too long to uh, sustain. So these, these seemed to fit a little better. But they were on, uh, I just Googled Campfire Stories for Kids, I think it was. And there were many I didn't even select. Mr. Google seems to know all. And the he neat does. thing... When you find some things like that, um, if you if you copy them, clip them from the web page and save them onto your uh, into your word processor or WordPad or something, then often you can rail them out and turn them into stories, and you don't even have to try to have a source for them from somewhere else. So my wife um, and I, my wife and I, kid all the time. We you can't <laughs> say. I don't know anymore. You have to say, let me Google that, you know. That's and, right. And, and even now it's past that. You say, Alexa, please tell me, or uh, Siri, tell me this, you know. Yes. Uh, sometimes I have my phone with me when I'm recording in the studio, and I have it on mute, but it just happened today. I'll say something, and it triggers Siri. She starts saying, here's what I found on that subject, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's just everywhere. Melissa, good to hear from you from, from Dubai. Yeah, that's, that's great. Good. Anyone hey, before, else? We, before we run out of time and before you guys have to wrap up, I, you ask about a song. You know, can't have a campfire without a song. True. So uh, I would like to wrap up, and you guys can join me on the end, especially if you like. Uh, I thought this would be appropriate for a campfire. 
Anybody remember Roy Rogers and Dale Evans? Am I the only old guy that remembers Roy Rogers and Dale Evans? Happy trails. Happy trails. <laughs> I, I, I practiced this this morning. I'll sing the last bit, and you guys get ready to join me. Either unmute or just belt it out where you are, okay? <laughs> it goes, remember, this is, we're riding up the campfire. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trails to you until we meet again. So wherever you are, belt out that last one. Happy trails to you until we meet again, whether it's an airport or a convention somewhere. Good to be with you. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.